all the latest news, views and reactions to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Welcome to 442 FM. I am Adam Jackson. Um, the Hyundai A League weekend this weekend has uh, it's been bookended by two damp fixtures, Friday and Sunday. Um, but it showered us in goals on the Saturday. We've um, we've got some sort of ups and downs really. Um, we um, over the weekend we've had more last minute goals than NRL co- cocaine arrests. <laughs> um, but we've um, but unfortunately uh, Chris Gale scored more runs than uh, the Man- Melbourne City attendance on, on Sunday. So we've won and lost against other other sports in Australia. Uh, with me is come. Well, I haven't been selling cocaine to anyone. Good. Just let it, just putting it out there. Um, unfortunately, we've we, we've lost a few in the four four two ranks. There is no uh, no Tim, no Con, uh, and and again no Kev. So unfortunately, no Cronin, Con's here. Oh, sorry, no no, no Cronin. Um, yeah, um, unfortunately, that, and Kev isn't isn't back still. Uh, the Podfather uh, will hopefully be back in the coming weeks. Um, just to clarify, uh, none of those guys have been arrested in the Titans cocaine drug scandal <laughs> that I'm aware of. Anyway, come allegedly. So there's there's just the two of us today. Yeah, so we're gonna to have to pretend there's other people here and maybe do some voices. Yeah. Can you do any Cronin impersonations? No. No. Yeah. No. Um, there, there is going to be one voice that um, is not normally here, uh, and and Con had a chat with uh, Shane Smeltz earlier yes. today. Yes, I did. Um, Smeltz has been on fire mm. the last few weeks, um, making a big impact uh, coming off the bench mm. against the Central Coast Mariners, and bef- previous to that, uh, the Melbourne Victory. So. Yeah, it was good to talk to him and see uh, hear his thoughts about uh, how he's feeling um, with his injuries and his, also his thoughts looking forward to the uh, the Wanderers derby this weekend. So, yeah, there we stay are. tuned to that, listeners. Yeah, you will hear more later. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Thank you for lending your ears to us for the next hour or so. Um, let's start with Friday. Brisbane. Can I just, can I just stop you there? Oh, wow. It was interesting with your intro because I had an epiphany about the A-League, and that is you either get a horrible game or an amazing, entertaining game. This is mm. what I'm finding out this season. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's either going to be a stinker where um, you know, there's not many chances going on or there's poor play, or you have a really entertaining game with great, um, great goal score, a lot of chances, mm. big crowds. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's just a little thought that I had um, uh, coming into the podcast, yeah. so I, 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 I feel a bit bad uh, poking fun at Melbourne City there, um, but um, at least they had a bigger attendance than Brisbane uh, well, this yeah. weekend. There was there was that's, that's only about a bit of rain going yeah. on, and uh, that was a little bit disappointing because it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. The mm. cyclone, so I mean, it's probably a good idea they did that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, I feel bad for Brisbaneites. They they missed out on football and cricket this weekend. And now that when they now that that game's rescheduled or rescheduled, mm-hmm. if you want a hard C or a soft C, uh, <laughs> the, um, that means that uh, Brisbane versus Melbourne victory will be playing each other twice in close um, in a close uh, span of time. So mm. yeah, that's going to be interesting when that happens. Cool. Well, so the weekend didn't get off to the greatest starts with uh, the Friday night game uh, being rescheduled. Um, but Saturday afternoon was a good one. Yeah, that was great. Yes, I was there, and um, I was uh, I was very excited when, um, as a Sydney FC fan, just letting the listeners know, um, uh, when the first goal went in by Yanko, um, I thought the floodgates were going to open. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't really turn out that way, did it? Uh, it was excellent play by the Mariners. I th- they were a completely different side from when Sydney FC, when I travelled up to um, watch them mm-hmm. um, in Gosford. Uh, they were they really didn't put up a fight at all. And uh, I think having Fabio Ferreira has made a big difference. They now have, have got a weapon and they've got an outlet. Um, and he just tore tore them apart, didn't he? He, he had so much space so often. 
and uh, I've I've been quite um, a big fan of uh, Gersback. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, a lot of the time that Ferreira was picking up, he had so much space and yeah. so much time. Uh, as I said, so often uh, in the game that you know you've got to look at your your left back and your your, your left center left center back to to, to think, know why he had that, that much space. And I think also um, he made it. Uh, Arnold made a change. He put Bro- put Brosk up. Um, Left wing or left mid, so maybe Brosk doesn't track doesn't back track as much, much. Yep. and he's lost a bit of pace from mm-hmm. his younger days. So pe- perhaps that was a reason why. But oh, what about the uh, goal celebration? The um, yeah, the Robin Hood. Is, the that, Robin is, that, Hood. is that what it's called? The Robin Hood, where he did he did, did he do that at Adelaide? Uh, or is that I've a never new seen, thing? I don't know. I've never seen yeah. it before, but I really really like that. that mm. was, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, oh. goal celebrations. I like a good celebration. Yeah. I remember the um, during the Asian Cup, the FFA put out this uh, this video, you know, through the Socceroos. Um, uh, Twitter handle, and uh, I, I actually thought the the social media from uh, from the FFA and around the Asian Cup was quite good, it, yeah. quite entertaining. I, I enjoyed some of it, um, but this one particular video um, was uh, about celebrations, and it got it was with all the different players going through the team. Uh, how do you celebrate? And uh, and everyone was just like, uh, I don't really have a celebration. I just do whatever whatever <laughs> feels natural. And then obviously it, it was like a, a three minute video of six or seven players saying the same thing and then Tim explained his, uh, his goal yeah, celebration right at the end it was just like we should have just got Tim at the start and then just sacked it off I, I like some spontaneous celebrations where you're just going mental I like that and the hands are flailing up in the air yeah. like I like um, the drug bar um, I don't know what yeah, it's called, yeah, yeah. like the aeroplane, or yeah, but it, um, GTA I think copies that as well. But yeah, we need more celebrations. Yeah. I think just but you don't have to go too crazy. Listen, you know, you don't spend too much time, so, mm. but just a, um, a little rehearsed move. Yeah, yeah, adds some colour to the to the spectacle. Mm. And it, it, it was a very entertaining game. Yeah, well, um, Sydney FC, as I said, were winning one nil, and then Ferreira. Um, Comes in. It could have been. Th- um, he scores two goals. Uh, beautiful finish. Um, the first one as well. The second one was a little bit lucky because uh, I think um, I don't know who the defender was. I think Fatty um, Fatty um, uh, got a little a bit of an unlucky ricochet and it went straight to Ferreira who just um, uh, placed it nicely into the back mm-hmm. of the net. But there was another chance that he had where he was through on goal. Um, and one-on-one with the keeper, but uh, uh, Vedran Janjetovic saved yeah, it. Yeah, um, So that was very lucky for Sydney FC. But I think uh, in the second half, Arnold made some changes. Um, I think he went to the same formation that uh, the Sydney FC were playing when they played the Central Coast Mariners in Gossip when they won 5-1. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think um, that wasn't... From the beginning of the half, from the beginning of the second half, it didn't go to that. But I think when Shane Smeltz came... On that's when he um, made uh, made the change, mm. and I think Yanko um, would miss a few chances as well, um, which was frustrating. Um, and then uh, once uh, it was beautiful play by Yanko um, to hold the ball up to to get the ball to Brosk, who then set up uh, Ryan. Mm. Um, Great assist that, and that was, wasn't it? The the assist made that goal. I'm not having anything. People are talking about how that goal was it was all Grant, but I, I think the assist made that. <laughs> <laughs> it was still good play to set it up, though. Even though it was twenty meters, twenty-five meters out, or whatever it was, because uh, Yanko he didn't really have enough time to set up a uh, shot for himself. So um, mm. that's one of his uh, running themes. I, I find for Yanko, he's a very unselfish player. So to to have the um, the mind to to uh, give it to Brosky, then gave it to Ryan. But what a great mm. shot that was! Brilliant. That came, and then Sydney FC needed that because they weren't really. They had a few chances they were missing. The crowd was getting restless, and um, speaking for myself, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, once um, once that got went in, then when, and then when Smeltz came on, um, changed the ga- changed the game again. What a, another beautiful! I actually interviewed Yanko this week t- as well, um, mm. and I asked him about uh, the cross that came in. And I said, why didn't you smack it like he did? Because that was a similar position when he smacked that um, goal against Newcastle Jets. The mm. same, similar volley with his left foot. But he, um, he told me that Smeltz gave him a call. Um, you know, I'm free. So yeah. uh, n- nice play to Chester, to Smeltzy. And um, what a beautiful uh, double shimmy. That, or, that's just quality. That, um, I, 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 I was saying to a mate when I, when I watched it, it was like, did you ever see the goal? 
the, the films. Yes, um, where yes. it's like took this Mexican kid out of the US yes, and yes. and he went to play for Newcastle and then Real Madrid. The first one was excellent, I yeah. thought, but then it's, the other few. Were and, and you can tell he's actually not very good at football yeah. in real life, <laughs> and it's all the different like creative camera angles to make it look like. So he's running down the wing, and there's like players just sliding like miles <laughs> away from the ball, and he's taking it in, and it, and it, that's what that's what that goal felt like. Everyone was just jumping like. In different like directions, it was like rehearsal. All right, everyone yeah. dive now. Yeah, just to make make Schmelz look so good, um, <laughs> but obviously it wasn't. And um, try your best and, not yeah. to tackle him at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to do it twice. So I need three guys running, <laughs> diving in different directions. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, no, t- uh, t- uh, t- uh, take nothing away from him for that was a, that was a cracker. And um, you mentioned Gerbash, but what a lovely play by him to set up the fourth goal too. He just barnstormed his way through mm. into the box. And, his way in, yeah. um, I don't know what the Newcastle defender, who that was, but he just um, gave an invitation to Yanko to put her away. So, mm. yeah, that was... Um, I think uh, right down Sydney FC have scored 15 goals in the last four games. Yeah. So they've been on fire, um, Good. Sydney FC, in terms of goal scoring. Still, um, the defence is not... Um, not what it should be. They're still letting goals through, and yeah, I um I, th- I thought they were um without that Ryan um, screamer, they would have been in big trouble. I think. Mm. Mm. And it's one of those shots that you see quite a lot, and nine times out of ten, they they go into the crowd, yes. don't they? Or uh, you know, double the size of the the goal uh, over the bar. Um, but yeah, this one nestled into the the top corner, which was very very enjoyable to see. Um, so um, that leaves uh, Sydney um, are in uh, st- still in fifth, um, but sort of touching distance of uh, of Phoenix there, who um, yeah who dropped probably dropped a few points mm. really. You could, you could say at New- um, against Newcastle and um, and Mariners they um, are still yet to win away. Uh, this season, and that that keeps them in eighth. And, and that, that that pack between eighth, ninth, and tenth there at the bottom uh, is getting bigger and bigger, really, isn't it? Like Melbourne and Brisbane have kind of snuck away a little bit, and it's that's like a battle for um, the final uh, finals spot. Whereas uh, Mariners, Jets, and Wanderers are playing off to see who who finishes bottom, really. Well, that's unfortunate because you've had a, f- um, a few uh, one of the interesting one of the things about the A-League is you've only got um, 10 teams but the battle for the 6th spot is always interesting but not this season it doesn't seem like yeah. there's much much going on but maybe the Mariners if they get a few results and the teams above them start losing they'll have a chance when I interviewed Fabio Ferreira when he first signed for the Mariners um, he was still adamant that the, that the Mariners could uh, make a charge to the top 6 um, but I think their task will be much more difficult now that they've lost that game. So. Yeah, no. If, if you look at the if you look at the table, they're in eighth on fifteen points. City have played a game less and are six points ahead. Brisbane have played two games yeah. less um, and they're six points ahead. So that's that's a big a big ask, really. Although, but you know, there's a fair few games left. So yeah, there's a few know, games it, left. It can if they, happen if they get a run. I mean, even Western Sydney Wanderers could do something. Mm. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that brings us on to Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, Adelaide hosted um, the Wanderers over Saturday night. Um, it, it was a warm, a warm night over there again. Um, but um, it was a good game. I, I thought, despite that, you know, the the, the City Perth game on Sunday, um, the heat was uh, affected them, and they kind of played for twenty minutes, and then and then didn't really do much else after yeah. that. Whereas um, Wanderers and Adelaide, you know, they were going right to the end. Yeah, that was a good game. Great was, game to watch. Um, I looked at the uh, temperature; that was thirty six degrees, mm. and it's seven thirty. I think, uh, um, yeah. So uh, they did well to to get a um, get a good quality game. Uh, I thought the Wanderers um, played in the in the in the manner that they um, they got them they. Uh, sorry, I thought the Wanderers played in the same way that they did when they played in the ACL. Mm. The same kind of uh, system. So I think for them now, the rest of the season, that's that's, that's, the, that's the only thing they can do is sort of use the A-League to practice mm-hmm. for the ACL. And I think that's what they were, they were doing, and it, and it helped them a lot in this game. Um, yeah. In the previous game that uh, Adelaide United played... Um, uh, I think it was before Christmas, the Wanderers, Adelaide um, beat them very convincingly and the Wanderers didn't get one corner during the whole game. And for this game, they got two corners in the first 90 seconds. 
So I think uh, the Wanderers are starting to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, they, sh- they should have probably had a two-goal lead um, after they scored first. Uh, but uh, Galikovic made a really good save. Good save. Yep. Um, and it was, I think, very lucky the first goal that uh, the Wanderers scored. It was uh, like a mistimed shot by Santalab. Yeah, and Haliti just following up, which is which is good. And he, that's why he's quite dangerous in those sort of positions. Yeah. He seems to find himself around that six-yard box a lot, doesn't he? And and those sort of tap-ins or um, anticipated the um, a, a bit of a, an error in defence, which is great. You know, that's that's yeah. the sign of a of a, of a top player, yeah. someone who can uh, read the game and, and know where where to be at the right time. Um, what do you think about the goal, though? Because a lot of the Fox Sports guys, particularly Bosnich, were saying that shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have punched it. Are you a fan of the goalkeeper punching with two, with like two fists instead of catching the ball? Because I think he could have caught that. Yeah, well, pitch. it's one of those, really, isn't it? If if the keeper isn't confident in catching it, then there's a there's a doubt in his mind that he yeah. can't do it. Um, goalkeeping is very much a case of um, confidence. Yeah. If you uh, if you if you don't back yourself that you're able to catch it and you go for it, yeah. you know there's, there, there could be more chance that you end up fumbling it. And is a fumble in your six yard box or in, around the penalty spot? That's probably more dangerous than a, a punch that goes to the edge of the box. Yeah. They've still got they've still got to get that ball through a crowd of players. Yeah. Um, so you know I, I, I can I can imagine why uh, Bozer is a little bit more. Um, Bozo would have caught it. Yeah, Bozo would have caught it, and then like gave someone a shoulder charge, and then fell to the ground and got his team some extra minutes. I yeah, reckon. but but he 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 was brilliant at that, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Like coming and taking crosses and corners. Yeah. Uh, he, he was one of the best, and you know he's a he's a big guy, yeah. a lot of weight to him, uh, a lot more weight than you'd see in Premier League goalkeepers these days, wasn't it? <laughs> you look back, and he was a big lad, uh, but. Yes. Other contentious issue. Spiro red card. Well, that was a um, that was a thing. There was two games this week, uh, this weekend in the A League, where um, red cards uh, caused a team um, to lose uh, lose uh, a winning position. Mm. And I think um, once uh, once Spiro went off, I think it was the eighty third minute. Um, combined also with I think Adelaide made a change. Malik came off. Um, towards the end of the first half, and that brought brought on Goodwin, and they switched to three at the back. And Adelaide have been training a lot and playing as well with um, three four three on on many occasions. That's like their their plan B. So I think once they did that, um, they they started uh, uh, tearing down the left hand side, um, and that's where the goal came from eventually as well. Yeah. A nice play by uh, the left back. Goodwin. I forgot his name. Yeah. Elrich gave it to Goodwin. Goodwin crossed it in, and Sirio scored in the last minute. Mm. And, I, and I love last minute goals. I love, um, yeah, that, that's that's what gets me going. And mm. um, I think that's uh, in in the cove when that happens, it's called amazing scenes. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, the, the Adelaide that would have been amazing scenes in in Adelaide. But uh, I, I think they were lucky as well because um, Adelaide uh, had a few chances with Sirio too. So I think he w- would have been really happy that he finally got one in. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was a great goal. Great, great team goal. Yeah, really well played. A very, uh, almost, uh, let's say, typical Adelaide goal. But yeah. it, but it kind of was really uh, some really nice play and a uh, down the wings and they a knock back into Thierry that seemed to have quite a lot of space to to pick his spot. Yeah. Um, one moment which I absolutely loved and I uh, and I had to sort of rewind it and watch it a few times and it's a shame that it didn't come to anything was um, was Karuska they had a free kick on the edge of the box and he just tried a little cheeky chip uh, just over the wall um, for and I can't remember who, who ran onto it um, but anyway it, it, it ended up it didn't come to anything um, but it was just it just shows that you know I, I love that little bit of little oh, bit of yeah. class. And it, and it does. It shows a lot. I, I like. That's why I, I loved watching Ono play. There was a few times where you know, like he brings the ball down with such class, yeah. and uh, you know, and it's that's what you get when the, the league's getting better and better. These top top quality players coming in and uh, and showing this sort of style and and a little bit of arrogance and, and class like that. Very good to see. It was also the first goal that um, Jite scored. It was a beautiful um, ball by Karuska as well. And Kovic, I don't know why he was yeah. why he ran out. I'm not a fan of the. I don't I don't mind. Um, you know, like Matty Ryan does it very well. He runs out yeah. a lot. 
but um, Kovic is getting in on in age, and like yeah. even Jite, even though Jite is not the fastest of players, it was still a big risk to do that, and um, he just nutmegged him, I think. Yeah, Jite had a, he still had a lot to do there. He, yeah. he has to he has to hit the target, but um, yeah, Kovic made it very easy, much much easier for him. Let's say, and um, I think um, also that win means Adelaide. Um, will challenge for the end of season honours, mm-hmm. um, and they needed that win as well because they um, they drew against Perth and the, in the previous game. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. So that's um, you want a tight um, title finish race. So yeah. that was very good to see that happen for them. The big thing that I picked up, which I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks back, in, in more um, focused on, uh, on on Tommy Urich, is uh, is Wanderers' attack. And I just like to see a lot more composure. With there was there was one period where um, Rukovica went through, and he had so much time, and he blasted it mm. straight at the keeper. Um, Galekovic made a good save, but it, yeah. was, it was right at him. And you know, if, if you look confidence. at confidence, it is. It's, it's all about confidence, and I'm not sure if it's a if it's something that's instilled in, in Wanderers. They've never really had that. You know, any if you look back at. at the last few seasons, they haven't really had like a classy clinical finisher, mm. um, you know. And you, and you think of like the composure that Smeltz showed um, for a, a player who hasn't played very much football mm. this season, and um, and comes in off the bench, you know, and, and sort of dribbles his way through um, through the the defence and finishes it calmly. And I just don't, I, I can't see any player that that does that for Wanderers. And I think that's the, a big um, area that they need to work on. Because they did, they need a few chances before they score. I find the Wanderers mm. like Halidi's not clinical, Center Lab's not very clinical. Urich, I mean, he's um, yeah. Again, he's not. I don't think I wouldn't call him clinical. Like Smeltz no. is a clinical striker. Like yep. you got Bessar Barisha, clinical. Yeah. Thompson, Archie Thompson's clinical. Um, Joel Griffiths was, I think, pretty clinical in his day as well. So, yeah. Um, I. Th- I, I I would have thought they would have invested in a clinical striker coming up to the ACL, but I guess they're going to, going to stick to what they know and just grind teams out like like they've done before. And then we move on to the late kickoff on Saturday. Wellington Phoenix drew two two with Newcastle, uh, and the Jets went two 0 up, but then threw it away. Um, it was they were probably a little bit fortunate to get to that two two nil up point, but you know for. Every single part of me um, was just wishing that they held on. And, uh, oh, you just wanted it. it. Would have been a great story. Yeah, it was. Would have been a great story. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the Jets now. I, I, I was. I always root for the underdog, and um, uh, and then and seeing them go two 0 up, and um, both from early corners, very very well played, um, nice set piece, and um, and Muscat. He scored an own goal. Owen goal. Owen goal scored a goal. <laughs> uh, we've not seen um, Owen score, uh, score for a while, have we? <laughs> there was a period just before Christmas where there was at least one Owen uh, uh, Owen goals uh, every every single every single week. So, um, you so know yeah, what? it's nice to see him back on the score sheet. <laughs> um, it took me a while to figure out what he's just talking about. I'm a slow pickup, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, he's probably in the middle of the scoring charts, Owen. Yeah, um, he must be up there. But you know what was interesting about this game? I don't know if you knew this, but um, I was just reading about it afterwards that this company in um, Wellington offered um, everyone in the crowd a free pizza if Nathan Burns scored. Wow. So I don't know if maybe one of the guys who works, who owns the company, said to Nathan, please don't score. <laughs> We're going to go broke, please. But I think. Um, uh, yeah, that was a very. The company was called Hell Pizza, and um, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote something stu- stupid here, like um, Hell freezes over if <laughs> there was a pizza scored, if there was a goal scored in that game, or something stupid like that. But yeah, because um, Burns had a, again, Burns was. Um, I don't think he's back to his scoring touch that he had mm. since the Sydney FC game. He's he's. Um, yeah, he's lost a, a little bit. There's at one point where the ball rolled to him, he had his back to goal, and he tried like a bit of a back heel and yeah. got it completely wrong. Yeah, um, it, I, I quite like that 
uh, someone has the audacity to try something like that. But come on, your team. I think it was two one at that point. It could have been the equaliser, and he's uh, and he's there trying to do a, a cheeky little back heel. You know, get a touch, try and swivel, and just power it towards goal. He was pretty much on the goal line as well. There's no reason for him to be uh, trying to do something like that. Um, but yeah, luckily for the Phoenix, they managed to turn it around, and it, and it didn't really cost them. Uh, but I, actually, after after that point when he tried that, Burns almost looked like he had something to prove. Then yeah, it, it was it was his mistake for for them uh, from not equalising. Yeah, and he kind of took it on, on his own. Uh, on his own bat and uh, and sort of was driving at that Newcastle defence yeah. and I bet I bet they were happy to see the, the back of him and Krishna um, I, I looked at some stats from that game um, Phoenix had 21 shots to Jet 7 I was just going to say Phoenix would have been really upset that they didn't get the maximum 3 points they would have mm-hmm. looked at that game and said that's 3 points for us but especially when you look at the stats um, 448 passes um, you know, we talked about passes during the Asian Cup. Um, yep. The Jets 298, 83% possession, um, 83% uh, accuracy in those passes. And mm-hmm. Phoenix had 83% possession. So um, for the Jets... 83%. 83%. So wow. for the Jets to get um, points, especially going to Wellington, not many teams um, go to Wellington and get um, anything, mm. um, this, especially this season. Um, but uh, also for the Jets, they haven't scored in the last four away games. So to get two goals... Um, they must be feeling pretty happy considering um, all the turmoil that's going yeah, on as well. Yeah, so, yeah I, th- I think for both teams, really, it could be seen as three points dropped. Yeah. I, th- I think Newcastle, you know, they would have taken anything going into that game, a point or a, uh, would have been a great result. But being 2-0 up... Also, what didn't, what didn't help them was um, when Kantorovsky got sent off. So that yeah. was the other thing that I was saying about two sent-offs, yeah, yeah. changing um, teams in winning position. Um so yeah, that, uh, getting getting sent off, I don't think helped their cause because once that happened, that's you just started seeing just waves and waves of attack. Mm. Um, particularly, but I think you wrote down Krishna was um, yeah, was oh, he, he missed loads well. of chances. Um, but uh, an unlikely scorer to uh, to equalise, Jason Hicks. Yeah, were, I don't were know brilliant. much about him. That was yeah, a great brilliant free kick, kick. Though that was an excellent free kick. Again, amazing scenes mm. in the last minute. So yeah, yeah. Yes. And um, I think that also Wellington probably suffer a little bit from having to switch um, stadiums because they're not playing at yeah. um, their own home ground. They're playing at another home ground. Um, I don't know what it's called. I wrote it down here. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the commentators or some other commentators are saying it's very windy as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, That's I think, just Wellington, though, isn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> I, th- I think it doesn't help them. I think they'd rather be in the cake tin and seeing all their fans take their shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> last 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the final game, um, I, I called it a bit of a, 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 a damp game. And a damp squid? A, da- that, <laughs> a damp squib or something? What's squib. This? No, yeah. it's not, it's not a squid. Squib. Um, I think squids are always damp. What's a squib? They? But what is a squib? <laughs> Don't know. Maybe it's an old saying for a towel or something, but it, yeah, it was a wet towel that game. Yeah, it was. <laughs> as, I, as I said before, it was it, it was hot. It was a hot, hot evening and... and it meant that even some of the even the fans didn't turn up as well, uh, which is um, you know I made a bit of a, a dig at the start of the game. Um, but, you know there was there's been talk of Bresh um, being the the replacement for Duff. Oh, okay. You heard, you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yeah, so uh, because he uh, Bresciano, oh, yeah, because um, Duff's gone for the season. Yeah, isn't so he? that's that's him out for the season, and that's pretty much his um, A League career yeah, over there. He's going to go back to Ireland to yeah. play with his mates. I think he's. Uh, I think that's him finished. Which was um, it was great having him over here, um, a former yeah, Blackburn player. Was, um, I was. I was uh, uh, quite quite pleasantly surprised by um, how good he was. He was mm. fully fit, and uh, especially the first game um, when I saw uh, him play uh, against Sydney FC when he set up uh, David Villiers mm. for that goal. I remember that's a long time ago, isn't it? Now the yeah. David Villiers and uh, I, f- I forgot. Uh, was Duff days, yeah. So um... uh, that was with the days, the glory days. <laughs> that was um, that was probably uh, Melbourne City's golden generation. Yes, it was. Those four di- <laughs> the those first four, four, four games. games. We'll never forget those. <laughs> I think there's a document DVD coming out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, City. Well, that's City's second. Is that their second back-to-back clean sheet? Uh, yes, um, uh, I think I was. Uh, Josh Kennedy was talking about that, um, and he said that the heat got to them in um, pre-match press uh, after the 
um, in a post-match press conference. Mm. And also Perth Glory would have been affected by the goings-on um, by the um, stuff that happened with uh, Andy Keogh and Risden. Risden. Yeah. Um, and uh, usually when that kind of, beha- kind of thing happens, those two players are stood down. Mm. Um, but the FFA doesn't have any power to um, make them... To enforce that. To enforce yeah. that. So, um, but I think Perth um, need both Risden and um, Keogh to play. So it wasn't surprising they play. There was a few um, chances that um, Keogh had, some half chances, but there was one chance particularly by um, uh, Will Hart, I think, Will Hart, who's gone from Newcastle to Melbourne City, and he had an open header, I think, in the first half, and they, he should have buried that, um, as Robbie Slater mm-hmm. likes to say. He should have buried that. Um, but, yeah... Uh, I wrote some stats down, which um, I think uh, four shots on target to uh, Melbourne City and Perth had none. I'm loving these so, stats. Um, yeah, I did a bit yeah. of reading. Well done. Um, but you, uh, you need to sort of make up for the rest of the. the yeah, well, the there's team nothing else not to really do. <laughs> yeah, this, um, also Nichols came on um, after being injured for a few games. So I think that's going to help Perth Glory. Yeah. Um, and Perth Glory really haven't done much, have they, the last few weeks? They're really um, mm-hmm. lucky that the. Teams around them haven't really picked up a lot of points, and um, they've been lucky to um, get away with some draws. So um, yeah, hopefully uh, for Perth's sake, Mitch Nichols brings a bit more um, creativity and thrust yeah. to the team. Well, he did. There was one point where he put Keo through um, late on in the game, yeah. and, uh, and and I think it was um, I was the, the goalkeeper. I can't Falapi, remember. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out. Sorry, and, uh, and he did very well. Yeah. Um, but Nichols just worked it perfectly, didn't yeah. he? He sort of kept the ball long enough and then just played the ball through just at the perfect time to keep Keogh on side. And, um, and yeah, so, yeah, definitely good to have him back. Also, but, uh, another thing, sorry, um, uh, I noticed on Twitter, um, this was very interesting, Robert Cornthwaite, who used to play for Adelaide United. Cornflake? Um, Cornflake uh, said, on, um, said that... How is Robert Carena Marquis? He should be giving his uh, salary to Aaron Moy. Mm-hmm. And uh, did he mean Moy himself? Or? <laughs> Sorry about that. That's Robert Toddler from my podcast. That's one of his jokes. Um, it's a little bit of a plug for my snobcast. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't mind it when an ex A League player makes a comment on Twitter and has a go, but. I, um, I don't know, it's kind of... What do you think about that? Should players be saying those kind of things? Should be us fans and um, journalists making those kind of comments? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I quite like um, when you see players getting involved and, and commenting. You know, sometimes um, it's nonsense and, and they get a lot of stick for it. Yeah. And I, you, know, I look you don't at, want to be like Joey Barton. Just go yeah, and Barton, go Robbie Savage. <laughs> uh, they, they get a lot of, a lot of stick on, on social media. Um, but uh, you also kind of forget that the, the, these guys that are playing professional football, you know, they, they love the game. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fans as, as, well as, as well as players. So I, I quite like that. I, I wouldn't like to think that. I, I hate it when, I think it was um, uh, Asu Okoto, uh, the former... Spurs left back. He came out and uh, and someone was asking him a question in a post match press conference about the game and what he does like his love for the game. And he he, t- he basically said something like, "Oh, it's just a job." But no one likes their job, do they? Oh, come on, you know. And it, and that's and, and that's, that, that's horrible to see. There's, there's people that would Poor literally to just you know what a mis- what a miser. Yeah. Eh? Getting up, people chanting your name, yeah. scoring goals. Getting paid millions to work for a couple of hours a day <laughs> and, a, and three hours on a weekend. Life's and really hard. He probably you know, dreams about getting on a, a Microsoft office and yeah. you know, looking at spreadsheets. But he has to play football, the Paul bugger. I know. Well, there is open learning courses, um, uh, Benu. If you want to, uh, if you want a career change, um, but yeah, I, th- I think that ruined his career after after he came out and said that. So, so yeah, to answer your question, um, I, I do quite like it yeah. when when players uh, get involved, and uh, and and I also quite like it when they're sort of geeing up their mates through yeah. social media. You know, you sometimes get, uh, oh, I can't believe you missed that one. Yeah, Vukovic from Perth Glory says a few things now and again. I've, I've noticed him, but um, yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I think Corrin's been a bit um, disappointing. I guess he was out injured, but he had a chance in the first half. Uh, there was a big breakaway by Perth. Uh, not by Perth, by um, 
uh, Melbourne City, and they were on a counter-attack, and the ball came to him. He was in the box, and poor first touch. I think, especially from a player who's played in the Premier League, mm. um, you would have thought he'd, he'd do better. But I, th- I think of, uh, that's uh, indicative. A poor first touch is probably your confidence isn't up. You're not, you're not as fit as you probably w- or want to be. So yeah, Or should be. Yeah. Mm. But um, some positives from uh, from Melbourne City, as we said, two clean sheets on the yeah. bounce, and uh, you know, if you if you would have said to them going into um, was it Adelaide last week, um, Adelaide, uh, no, sorry, uh, Phoenix away and um, and Perth at home, and you you'll get uh, two points and, a, and two clean sheets, I think they would have taken that before the game. And Josh Kennedy, I think, has got a few more games. Has had a couple of games under his belt, so I think um, he he looks probably about seventy percent. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of your fitness, so I reckon um, next game you probably see him as a lot more sharper. Yeah, and I think in terms of the attendances, the, the sort of six thousand that, that, that <sighs> went more. to the, it's, it is. I mean, they're in the top. They're in the running with the top six. Do they know that they're in the running for the top six, or have they just put away their Villa shirts and just? Waiting for the AFL to start. Do you, I think do you know it's what? I'd, really I'd, disappointing. I'd be really interested to to see what sort of uh, communications that that the club does around Melbourne. You know, obviously we're being based up in Sydney. We don't see it on a day to day basis. Yeah. But you know, how hard are they banging the drum about about Kennedy? Like, do people in the city that aren't necessarily um, you know big football fans do they know how big of a deal he is in terms yeah. of uh, an Australian uh, Australian player? You know, do they need that um, that Bresciano to to come in and, and get bums on seats? I think the owners are so rich; they should have hired some people to turn up for Kennedy at the airport, <laughs> screaming "Jesus, Jesus!" Yeah. They should have and, should. And enacted a. I saw a picture of um, like a you know the um, the Jesus in Rio. Yeah, yeah. Saw, did you see With that? His face on it. Yeah, there was like a Jesus. Um, they had a they had a like a blow up balloon or something. They should have had that big massive blow up balloon at the airport. Yeah, they are, you know, they've got so much money. Pay these people to pay the fans to come. Um, and get get some buzz going. I mean, you saw that. Did you see the Timmy Cahill when yeah. he arrived at um, Shanghai? Shanghai. Like, Timmy, Timmy. They should have had the same thing with uh, yeah. Josh Kennedy. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> um, brilliant. Right. Okay. So that leaves Perth still on top of the league uh, with um, victory yet to play. So they could have, um, you know, if victory win that uh, that game in hand, there they could leapfrog them into into first spot. And, uh, and Adelaide. On a joint second on 33 points. Phoenix just behind um, Adelaide on fourth. Uh, Sydney fifth, Brisbane in sixth. And as I said, uh, Melbourne, Mariners, Jets and Wanderers make up the um, Hyundai League's ten. So um, join us after the break where Con has a chat with um, Shane Smeltz. Speak to you in a minute. Shane, um, thanks for joining uh, 442FM, uh, thanks for giving us your time. Um, so the first question I want to ask you is, uh, you've had some trouble with your injuries um, in previous uh, seasons, um, but you look like you're um, back to your best, um, scoring goals, how are you feeling at the moment? Yeah, look, a, a, lot, of, a lot of work has gone into that, um, you know, something, there's been you know, mental challenges, there's been physical challenges, but you know, when, last season when I had a couple of injuries, you've, you've got to overcome. And uh, and I had to get to a stage where I've, I've got a, a base behind me and yeah. um, it holds me in good steps to, to, to go out and play football and perform. And I've managed to do that. Um, you know, it hasn't been easy, but I've really worked on my body, um, you know, throughout the pre-season and, and, uh, and, and at the start of the season, up till now, and I'm still doing it, you know, it's, it's, as I said, you've got to keep working at things to, to stay on track. But um, I'm certainly for putting in that work, and, and along with you know my fitness coach, 
uh, Andrew Clark and and um, obviously you know working hard with the boys at, at training is um, is paying off and um, you know I do I do a lot of individual stuff on my own as well and and uh, you know you get your rewards on the weekend and it makes it all worth it that's for sure. Uh, you've recently um, had a really good combination with Mark Yanko. Uh, I just want to talk about uh, the Big Blue, um, where you scored two goals and set the other one up. Um, can you just tell us about how it's uh, been playing with Mark at the moment? Yeah, look, I think that was the first. Um, I think that was the first game that myself and yeah, Mark Yanko had started together. I yeah. think it was. I could be wrong, but I think it was the first game. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, you, you look at our lineup, and we're, you know, you look around us. You've got myself, Mark Yanko, Benny Abini, Alex Boss, Milos Dimitrovic. You know, and that front, that front um, five or six players was, was scary, and it was, it was, uh, you know, a good feeling to to be alongside the players and, and know that the structure and the system we play can can really hurt things. And I think we, you know, we did that. We 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 really took the game to Melbourne Victory, who have been. You know, probably almost the benchmark this season yeah. uh, from up till now. Um, and we were playing, you know, in their backyard and, and taking the game to them. And I think large parts of that game we bossed it. And, uh, you know, we scored, uh, We I think they scored first, but we scored straight away, straight back. Um, and we always felt we had goals in us, you know. And um, it, was, it was pleasing to, you know, even myself, I didn't score the first one, but setting it up and... and um, having a major part of that um, was it was a fantastic feeling, and you could see the way we were celebrating. It was yeah, they're, they're, they're moments that you you know, as I say, you, you work for those moments, and um, it's great when it comes off. Uh, Shane, just want to find out uh, with most other A League teams, you'd be starting, uh, but with Sydney FC, you're playing uh, on uh, playing a role of an impact player. What's it like for you playing in that role? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I'm. I'm probably I'm no different to any other player. I think you you always want to play. You know, um, it's for me. It's it's not the greatest feeling to be on the bench, um, and I've I haven't hidden that fact. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm certainly uh, you know always putting my hand up to the start and to play, and, and that's where I want to be. Um, but uh, look, I've I've um, you know, I think if at the same time if uh, if you are put on the bench, you you've when you come on and you, you've got to do your job and you've got to, um, I guess you, you're there to either change games or, or make an impact and, and, and improve the team when you come on. And, um, you know, I think I've, I've been able to do that. And uh, that's all you can do, I guess, is to, is to go out and, and do your best. Um, you know, it, it, it's limited time and, and to, to be able to score, as I say, I've scored three goals in, in Two games off the bench is is, is brilliant, and uh, you know it's. Um, uh, I guess you know if, if I'm called upon to do it again, I'll I'll, I'll be certainly going out there to do that again, and, and hopefully uh, you know I'm working and, and showing what I can do to, to get back uh, in the starting eleven. Uh, now that you're in your thirties, um, do you appreciate the time you're spending on the pitch more, um, especially the, the moments? Uh, do you cherish them more, and do you have any plans to retire soon? Yeah, I think I think that's one thing. Certainly, as you as you get older, you um, you probably look at things a little bit different, and you, you really enjoy your moments. Um, you try to enjoy the moments as much as you can. I mean, footballs football doesn't change. It's you, you play a game, whether it's a high or a low. You you've got a new focus the next the next day or the next for the next week, and uh, that doesn't change, you know. So, uh, but you can certainly um, there's ways of you know making sure you do soak in the moments and, and enjoy yourself along the way. And I think as you as you get older, you, you learn to do that. Um, but in terms of myself playing, um, you know. I've got no ambition, certainly, at looking at uh, the finish line. It's, um, as I say, it's something it's something I've, I've worked at really hard to get back to where I, where I feel it's, it probably was uh, a good few years ago. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly back on track, uh, enjoying my football. You can see that out in the field, and um, I'm looking forward to, to the years ahead, that's for sure. 
So do you have any um, any plans to go to another club? Because there was talk about you going to Malaysia. Has your recent form um, sort of grounded you to stay with Sydney and focus on that? Uh, look, I think form, you know, form and, and how you play is, uh, um, is always going to, you know, if you're doing well, it's always going to create interest. Um, and I guess that's, you know, like a lot of players, when you're on uh, a one-year deal with a club, it's... Um, it comes around pretty quickly to sort out your future again. So yeah. it's, it's, I guess it's coming up that time. And um, look, there's no, there's certainly uh, not much thought going on um, beyond you know each game at the moment. Uh, I'm just really enjoying myself and focusing on the football. Uh, as I say, you know, I've learned over the years that you know what you do week to week. Um, you know, if you're doing well, your, your future will sort itself out. So I'm not too focused on that at the moment. Looking forward to the derby coming up this week as well. Yeah, look, it's uh, there's certainly big games. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, where you know people talk of the Wanderers where they are on the table, but um, a derby is a derby, and you know, there's a there's a different vibe and a different feeling about the game. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it was a great experience uh, to be in that last one and, and certainly looking forward to the next one. And, uh, you know, they're, they're games that we want to win for sure. I mean, we want to win every game. But uh, as I say, there's a, there's a little bit of a different feeling yeah, for this game. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we go into the game, you know, full of confidence and um, we just we just need to focus on what we're, we're doing and, and uh, hopefully we come away with those three points again. That was Shane Smeltz. Thanks for uh, for taking the time out of your day to uh, chat with uh, chat with us and chat with Con. Thanks for, thanks for doing it, you Con. No worries. Um, nice to have a chat with him. Yeah, um, he's very professional, Shane Smeltz. Uh, he's um, I spent a bit of time talking to him. I'm writing a feature for the magazine that's coming up, and um, yeah, he he just uh, loves um, loves football. He told me that um, sometimes during uh, Pre-game, he's got a ritual where he watches uh, YouTube videos of other strikers scoring, mm. like compilations of goals, just mm. to get ideas in his head. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't. I, th- I remember talking to you off air that um, a lot of kids these days um, play in Australia play football, but they don't actually watch a lot of it. So um, I think uh, it's very important, and um, yeah, it's good to have an insight like that. That um, even the best still keep on wanting to learn. So. Yeah. Good stuff, and that was uh, the Smeltzy touched on um, the derby this oh, weekend. Yes. I'm going to that. It's very you exciting. Got a ticket? Um, yeah, like it was very hard to get tickets. Actually, one of my uh, co-hosts for my um, podcast, the A League Snobcast, um, that's enough. Got me a got me a ticket. So um, yeah, it's uh, the first game was incredible um, at Sydney. See that that was the second round. Um, uh, the the second one was um, again another amazing mm. another amazing game it was a draw I think from memory, um, but this one yeah you, you, Sydney really wants to um, uh, dig it into the Wanderers. The Wanderers are going to struggle I think because they're playing in the ACL tonight in Japan. Yeah. So I wonder how they'll um, be faring because yeah they'll have three games in eight days or whatever it is and uh, got a couple of injuries as well. And um, they, they, I think they uh, rested a few play, a couple of players um, for the for the game against uh, uh, Adelaide, and they'll be with Asperanovic too. So Sydney's back in form. So, I th- yeah. but you know, it's a derby. You never know. I've been reading about what the players have been saying, and none of the Sydney players are, 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 cons- are taking this um, lightly. They don't think they've got the result in the bag at all. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a. Hopefully, it's one of those amazing games rather than a Dower game, but with a full crowd there, um, should be an amazing spectacle. Mm. So let's have a, let's work our way through um, the. Um, oh, actually, touch on um, a, a little bit of A League news. I forgot to mention this um, before. Um, Barisha um, <laughs> is, is is banned for the uh, for the yeah, Phoenix game on, well. on Sunday. Uh, I, I, I missed this gesture. I missed it too. Yeah, so, and I think that it was to do with um, Melbourne victory and Sydney FC. Is mm. that right? Yeah, when, yeah, it um, was. Yeah, it was from the big blue last weekend because he was going nuts during the uh, penalty decision that uh, um, 
Ryle was simulated, uh, sim- simulated but <laughs> I think Ryle, they showed footage of him falling over um, Guy Finkler's uh, leg, but yeah, I, I remember um, uh, seeing the crazy eyes come out again for Marisha, yeah. and uh, I, I suspect there was probably one finger in the air, perhaps, or um, I, I th- a fist with the hand, like that kind of thing, like that's what what they're the the two most offensive uh, well, gestures, aren't they? The, I, I read that there was a the finger, fingered salute, um, and a grab of the crotch. Oh my god! I think uh, I think so he he went okay. So the finger with the crotch. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. Yes. He's saying uh, f you say, with this. Can you say? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So can you say gonads on these pilot? Of course podcasts? you can. You can yeah, say what so you want. He was, he was grabbing his. Yeah. It was just maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say too much. Anyway, um, no, yeah, let's but, um, just leave it there. So, yeah, it was um, a very, a, a very emotional game for everyone. Um, so yeah, mm. and he he hasn't been. So he he has been banned. I th- well, I think he's been reprimanded, and because he's apologised and showed uh, remorse, I don't think he's actually been banned. Right. Okay. Is the ruling that I've read. Ah. Uh. I, 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 I read it that he he had been banned, oh, so okay. maybe. I think um, uh, for, uh, I don't know from up to, up to date news here on four four two FM. <laughs> but I think reprimanded. May, I read someone reprimanded, so I don't think yeah. the gonads going going the gonads didn't get him a game um, suspension. So yeah, right then. So um, starting for, starting with Friday night, let's do some uh, score predictions. Whilst, whilst we're here, there's only two of us. Um, but you, but you had a good week last. Oh, uh, the last one we did, um, you were the only one that actually scored any points. Oh, excellent! So you um, you pulled two points, um, correcting uh, correctly predicting Brisbane to win against Mariners. So this was the, the week before last, excellent. not this one. Uh, and Adelaide Perth being a draw. So so you've moved up to eight points. Oh. So you, you're actually uh, eight to nineteen to say right. you've, you've only come in for the last probably like five weeks. Um, that's a very that's good showing. Well, um, so um, so keep it up. So make sure you uh, you have a think about these these scores. Well, I did I did pray to the oracle um, all week <laughs> for these for these tips. So let's see if that, uh, if I've um, sacrificed enough um, uh, eggplants. Cool. So um, Melbourne City take on Adelaide um, at home in front of a, a parochial crowd of seven and a half thousand. <laughs> Melbourne Heart fans. Um, I don't know. I think Adelaide United. You, they, they wouldn't want to give this game away at all. But mm-hmm. Melbourne City. They're not. Then now and again they play some okay football. Um, so I reckon Adelaide United will win two one though. Two one. What do you think? I've gone with one nil to Adelaide. Yeah. Because I I think City have, have seemed to got a bit of a um, a routine here in a bit of a system where they're keeping it very tight at the yeah. back and uh, and with um, uh, I think Gallians had a had a good game yeah. for, which is which is good to see you know with all that uh, all the problems that have come out of Newcastle and, and him being the one of the players to get the boot and um, he, he he fit seamlessly into that Melbourne City team he showed that he was actually a ex. Dutch international mm. player rather than someone who looks like yeah there was a, there was a, a, a one point where he found himself in the right wing position yeah. and whipped in a cracking yeah, ball to that Kennedy was, uh, that, that was, was it to Kennedy one, yeah that was the, one of the yeah. uh, best chances of the game that yeah. was a, some great play really good play so um, but yeah so I, th- I think Adelaide will just have enough uh, to take it past them but I think it, uh, I think um, City might keep it quite tight Newcastle Mariners the F three derby, F three. Uh, don't you love uh, that the, the um, derbies uh, um, in Australia? Some of them are based on roads and yeah. highways. <laughs> I don't think you can anywhere in the world, but that's unique to Australia. Uh, I reckon. Um, does anyone really care besides Newcastle and Central Coast Mariners fans? And yeah, I mean. That's the problem when you don't have a league that has promotion and relegation. Mm. If, that, if there was promotion and relegation, that would be a great game. Yeah. Because um, there would be something at stake. But uh, they're just playing for pride, I guess. Um, playing for contracts. Uh, I mean, the Mariners still kind of have an outside chance of getting something. So I, I just think the Mariners will, will, will do... Um, We'll do them here. I reckon mm-hmm. 2-0 to Newcastle. So here's, here's a scheduling question for you. Yeah. 
Saturday, it's the um, Australia-New Zealand World Cup cricket match. Yet there's still three games being played. And it's pretty much, the game will run, um, so it, it will have finished by the, per- by the time the Perth game kicks off. Maybe, maybe just the, the, the Wanderers. Um, but certainly it will be on when the Newcastle Mariners game is on. So that that's going to affect crowds. I think what they should do is move the 5 p.m. Saturday game to Sunday at 7 p.m. Mm. What's th- yeah, yeah. I know it's Split not it historically done. Or maybe try and think of a Monday night game. They used, that used to be something. Yeah. Maybe try and you know generate Mix some um, some exposure for it because that game it's always for three or four months. It's so hot. Yeah, like, the players. I'm playing to the optimum um, mm. performance, and um, or maybe play at the same time at seven thirty, and just have um, the red button on Foxhill, or, or do something. I don't know. I just think yeah. that game is ridiculous. But mm. everyone's going to be watching the cricket, aren't they? Yeah. So, except for the the Wanderers and perhaps Perth, um, Perth and Brisbane. That that could be a good game. Yep. We're talk, going to talk about that next. Yes, yeah, so, Sydney Derby. Yeah, I reckon you've Sydney, got. You're going to go for one, yes. aren't you? No way, no <laughs> chance. Um, I reckon um, Sydney three nil. Three nil. Yeah, I just have a feeling. And there was an excellent uh, cartoon that came out on Twitter, which was uh, a Sydney FC fan wearing skinny jeans, the, uh, the scarf, and um, sipping on what looked like a, um, a frappe or a nice iced chocolate with a Sydney with a Western Sydney next to a Western Sydney Wanderers fan. Who was wearing black tight shorts, um, <laughs> holding a flare, um, <laughs> looking very meaty and beefy next yeah. to it. So I thought that was very funny. Um, Quite a good juxtaposition. Yeah, a little juxtaposition there. So yeah, it's going to be uh, the band has already begun on Twitter, and yeah, um, yeah I, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be awesome. Mm. Uh, I've gone, I've gone two 0 Sydney for that FC. Um, oh, I also went one uh, one Newcastle Mariners and uh, Perth. 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 You sound Perth. like someone from Perth. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> <That's not different. laughs> Perth, <laughs> Brisbane, on late kickoff Saturday night, nine thirty. I've got I've, I've gone two one Perth for this one. I quite like the uh, nine thirty game um, in Perth. Um, mm. There's always a pretty good uh, atmosphere there, and I reckon um, Perth two one. Two one. Same as me. I, I really like the nine thirty kickoff on a Saturday night because yeah. it rolls. It, it ends up rolling. You could you could watch football from five pm up until like seven am the following yes. day, um, and it just pretty much rolls straight through. And your girlfriend would be giving you cross eyes. Yeah, for the next day. Yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> victory, Phoenix. I hope she's not listening. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm almost certain she isn't. <laughs> Um, well, I reckon uh, that could be the game of the round. Um, Melbourne Victory had a week off because they didn't play against Brisbane Raw. Wellington will be looking to um, get some points after their inconsistent form. Uh, but I reckon Melbourne Victory will just be too strong. Um, I reckon 3 0 to Melbourne Victory. 3 0? Goals this round. Got a feeling. Where's the crap game going to come from? Uh, you, you predicted that oh, yeah. this the was your A-League algorithm. Central Coast Mariners. And I just reckon uh, Melbourne City just drags team. The Melbourne City empty stadium, like um, this, the empty stadium, mm. it just drags, it just sucks the life out of, of the game sometimes. And uh, yeah, I reckon Western Sydney Wanderers, Sydney FC, great game. Perth Brisbane will be a good game. Melbourne Melbourne Victory Wellington, great game. And the, and the two stinkers will be the first two games. So, yeah, lovely stuff. Well, that concludes the pod for this week. All I've got to do is talk about the latest issue of Four Four Two, which is um, brilliant as always. We've got um, uh, Timmy on the cover with his Socceroos Champions of Asia uh, feature, where we where we dissect the um, so, uh, successful uh, Asian Cup. Campaign for the Socceroos. We've got a great feature um, interview with uh, Alex Sanchez, uh, Bessart Barisha, the life story, um, and also uh, come has a chat with um, yes. uh, Ned Zelich, and he poses your questions um, in uh, to the former Socceroo and Fox Sports 
current Fox Sports pundit. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> There's some booming answers, some um, excellent responses with some individual brilliance. And some fantasies. Mm. So there's some excellent funny stories of his days with Sydney Olympic and also he talks about um, very openly and honestly about uh, fr- what happened with Frank Farina and his early retirement. So, yeah. There we go. Go out and buy the mag and, uh, and tune in next week for some more of 440FM. Thanks for listening.